podcast like i do and uh it's called cut to the chase i like that cut to the chase all right here we go you're listening to cut to the chase let me do another one you're listening to cut to the chase how about this is michael rosenbaum and you're listening to cut to the chase um i don't know if yeah it's dan and Lacey. you're listening to this is Michael Rosenbaum. You're listening to Cut to the Chase with Dan Chase and Lacey Lou. How's that? Oh, and um, Mike, you like If you like horror, you'll want to cut to the chase. The podcast, that is. I know I want to cut to the chase as soon as possible. And what do you know? Here it comes. Mrs. Claus, will you tell contestant number one exactly where they are? Well, Mr. Claus, they are at Skip to the Loo. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Skip to the Loo. And we have quite the holiday treat for you today. Yes, we do. We have an epic guest. You might know him from a couple of films like Scary Movie and The Devil's Rejects. We have the fantastic Dave Sheridan. Thank you so much yes. for joining us, Dave. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Do you have any fun Christmas plans? Hmm. <laughs> no, probably just to relax. The to one relax. thing I'm, I'll tell you what I'm not doing this year. This will be the first year because uh, my kids are now 16 and 15. And well, she'll be my daughter will be 17 by Christmas. But um, this will be the first year I'm not getting on the roof and putting the lights up and stuff because oh. I did, I did kind of for the last four or five years go pretty, not super extravagant. I, it yeah. wasn't the grid. I have a neighbor that turns his house into like a Vegas Christmas show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stuff like that. So I don't ever go, like, you can't compete. You know, it's like, right. there's no, but I do more of a classy. It's more, I, I feel like mine's like classy and classical, but I did fall off the roof last year. Oh, and, and no. yes. high roof and it didn't fall off I, the ladder the ladder as i was it slipped it, yes it, it, you it, did it, that last year too the yep. same thing happened to me last year dude well because <laughs> i had a double roof thing so the ladder was on the other roof and yeah. it, it didn't hold because it was at an angle and it slipped yeah. so i fell only one story not well, three i didn't fall 30 feet i fell like 12 <laughs> but i on my other roof and the ladder also slid off the roof completely. And I slid down and just caught myself, you know? So like yeah. it was- but So you Clark Griswold that shit. I, I did. Well, Clark at least hung hung on. I <laughs> down. And I just gave in. I did the whole limp body. The one thing I didn't, I had a the year before that did the same thing. 
but her leg got caught in the ladder oh, shit. and shattered it like in a t- oh. like it really like you know like i got pins in this and i'll be in a i'll be in this little scooter thing for three months you know, like <laughs> I was like, that's all I thought about. As soon as I, as soon as it started going, yeah. I was like, I just did the whole, I jumped back. Yes. I, got, oh, man. I just did the, like the, okay, I'm just going to do the dead man, you know, like tuck and awesome. roll thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But in California, we have um, concrete roof pan, roof uh, shingles. You know what I mean? They're, they're, um, well, it's concrete, you know, it's like, right. uh, not clay, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So the bad part is when you hit something like that, you break a lot of shingles. They just yeah. shatter. Good part is they they I never they they float off of the roof a little bit. The system really like floats and they're very fragile. You're not even supposed to really walk on. You're supposed to walk on the seams parts. Yes. And uh, so when I did fall, I shattered them, but I also fell in a way that it gave that cartoon body. Like when the roofer guy came, he, <laughs> you could see it looked like the Incredible Hulk threw me into it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the shape of the broken of of a body broken. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so, amazing. so rooftop nightmares. You, you, you should make a movie about that. <laughs> well, because it cost me like five hundred dollars to fix the roof, and I and this is in December in California, where that is the one time where we get rain. So it wasn't like yeah. something like, well, I'll get around to that. I'll learn how to do it myself. I right. was like, I don't know, and I have to pay a guy. And then he showed me how simple it was. I was like, oh, you just uh, take a hand, <laughs> pull the broken piece up, put the next one in. I go, oh. That was easy I should have said, I just need you to replace one. I'll do the rest. You know? right. <laughs> uh, now, when does the tree go up? Do you have a certain day? Does it go up after Thanksgiving? You know what? It's not going up today because I have the sleepover and yes. I have I did a whole outdoor theater thing that I got to clean up. And there's just cleaning up on that and I'm exhausted. Yeah. But today would have been a, maybe a day to do it. But yeah. it's definitely the week this week of Thanksgiving because... You have de- there is some downtime, you know what I mean, right. and the kids yeah. are home and they can help. Yeah. So yeah, the Christmas tree will be right there in that window. Nice. Uh, so I do plan on doing it. That I am going to do. I'm just going to do the, and I'm going to do like stuff on the ground level outside. Yeah. No up on the roof anywhere. I'm not yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah, right? Do you do like the big inflatable snowman or Santa? No, no. Never done inflatable stuff because you have they're loud and you got to keep them on, and then and yeah. then when you take down, they just look like a garbage bag in your yard. You know, what right. I mean? <laughs> the guy I have a video and um, I, I, I had I did post it years ago on like Twitter or Instagram or something. But uh, so this was like maybe three years back. He did the he does the inflatables and stuff. And he had a giant like 13 foot snowman inflated on the top of his house. And our houses here are bigger. They're like three stories. Yeah. And we also get bad winds in oh, California yeah. in December and that thing blew off the roof <laughs> blew off the roof and you know now that's not inflated so it's sort of dying but it's blown around and it's you cars are dodging on the street and it's literally hitting a house hitting a car and I take it looked like drunken you know frosty drunken <laughs> trying to get home you know he was like and he, he's dying in the gutter you know rolling around and that night, the, the same guy had a fire pit going in uh, his... Oh, shit. And oh, no. it settled, and it was like the head was just kind of teetering. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I got to keep rolling. Because if this thing catches on it's fire... It's got to, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What I, what, you know, the one thought I had, and you might have seen this last year, 
uh, or you might have seen this like in the last couple of years, there is a little trend where you can put up a ladder half hanging and get a ma- get a dummy hanging from the gutter yep. and looking. It's a real person, you know, yes. like that got and he's gripping onto the lights. The whole Clark Griswold thing. The only reason I wouldn't do that is because people call the cops, right? People call nine one one, and then you, and the last thing I want is police coming to me because right. what's going on here. Hold on, let me. Yeah, I got. Not, that's not a marijuana plant. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Say, yeah, no, I'm just. <laughs> excuse me sorry i'm getting over a cold so i might cough a little bit so i'm so sorry um but you know i did i did think of this one idea that was basically taken because i have a lot of lights now that i'm not going to hang them up and all this other i have the reindeer i have all those you know the lighted up reindeer and the, i don't do the um you said inflatables i have more like the reindeer but a lot yeah. like i've Seven of them, like a herd of reindeers. Oh, wow. You got them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other, Can you um, name all the reindeer? Do I? Wait, Can you the, name them all? The the Christmas ones. Yeah. Santa's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rudolph, Donner, Blitzen, Dasher, Nixon, Carter, Reagan. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> now I gotta ask you. Um, Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Remember what you're going to ask me, just so I can finish this thought. Yeah. Was I was thinking of just taking all the all the decorations, the reindeer and everything, and just piling it up in the front lawn, right, and and and, and putting it on so it's all lit up, you know, like a big bond, like a like a bonfire of Christmas decorations lit up, right, and just have one string and get a Grinch mannequin, you know, go get a Grinch costume and put it on like a mannequin where it looks like it's pulling down the last of the stuff. Yes. So it's the simplest thing. It's me just throwing all the crap, setting up because <laughs> that way they won't call the cops. Right. But oh, that was a smart way to put that together, you know. So yeah. But yeah, you know what? I like the people that are reusing those six foot skeletons and reusing it for Christmas and the I'm hanging the lights. Like, yes. Bridge that gap between Halloween and Christmas. I thought of the opposite was just getting all the Christmas stuff because they have Santa and just putting and basically decking them out for yeah. Halloween. Oh, so they unveil it. It's like it's yes. Christmas, you know, and it's like he's not a ghost. He was actually Saint Nick. The spirit, you know, which is a oh, perfect segue because that's yeah. that's. My tape is called Christmas Spirit and the Christmas Tapes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, um, we're here. You did have one question. No, I did. One. I did. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, love it or hate it, are you a fan of Christmas music? Ooh. I I love the 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 Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, the the that kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that softer stuff. You know what I mean? Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into the Mariah Carey stuff. You a know what I mean? A lot of people aren't. I think, I think as the generations go on, I think people are starting to like hate on Mariah more. <laughs> yeah. Well, that song is awesome. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's iconic. She's made a movie and I think a cartoon out of it too. And stuff like <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, she just got denied. Uh, she tried to apply for being the queen of Christmas, like to have that title. And oh, and she, that lost, other- she lost the lawsuit. <laughs> so she is not, uh, she cannot use the queen of Christmas explicitly or exclusively. <laughs> right. He only got one song, but it was another lady that ha- does Christmas albums. Yes. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. Yep. Like way before. Um, well, I guess she, Mariah just started to try to do the be Dawn that like have explicit rights to, or exclusive rights. I don't know why I keep saying explicit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she lost. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But in this, you actually kind of do sing a little bit of a tune, right? That's right. When I'm ringing the bell. Like, yes. Paranormal yeah. <laughs> Perry, by the way, is. Was of- it creepy? Was it creepy like that? You know what I did? Yeah. And then, or was it more festive? Like, you know, Salvation Army. Ding, 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 da, da, da. <laughs> now, what's cool about the Christmas tapes is that uh, we talked to Randy um, already. So um, he did mention that most, if not all, was improv. Yeah, all of it. All of it yeah. was improv. We had a, a, a one-page little script treatment, like ideas of, you know, uh, Perry enters with cameras. Perry, <laughs> Perry comes back. You know, like yeah, right. was, we do anything. Well, but that's what I think is brilliant about it because, first of all, I love the simplicity of it. Of how you know uh, he, he's putting in the VHS tapes, and just that alone for a setup for an anthology. Just the simplistic nature of that, I love it. It's 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 in a it's in one location and he's just popping in different VHSs. And right. when you finally get to your segment at the end, I mean, Vernon does such a great job with his segment. Obviously, the wraparound story is fucking fantastic too. They just did another movie with him, uh, uh you know, infrared. infrared, which was fantastic. And uh with this though, Man, I feel like a lot of it, it could have went really bad if people like yourself and Vernon didn't deliver such fucking great performances. I feel like you guys thrived on that shit because you were just owning every second. And I just did, I really did want to commend you on that, especially because, like you said, it's all improv, we found out. Yeah. And and, and it's not the biggest part of that. And by by the way, that's my space. But luckily, that's my forte. You know what I I mean? It's amazing started out my formative years at the second city in Chicago. And so, um, and I basically have developed, you know, I, I have dyslexia and some, you know, Asperger's and stuff like that. So I'm really a bad reader. Um, and I'm not that good at memorizing, you know what I mean? Um, like, like I can sing a little bit, but I can't memorize lyrics. So it's like, but I, you did pretty good with the reindeer's names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I always improvise in almost every movie. I, you know, most of those art they do have lines and they have a, a script. I usually already have an agreement with the director. I'm not going to go like off page too much. Right. They uh, always say I'm going to make it my own. And what I mean by making my own is like I can't say it word for word the way you wrote the sentence. Let right. me say it. Really going to come out to me and then uh tell me the main points i have to hit you know what i mean the only thing that is um even in that there are actors um that rely on hearing the last cue line you know what i'm saying like yeah. oh well, you did this and i'm like but if you're just listening to me then you're reacting because acting's reacting but i'm not going to get into that but i in doing some of these um and not this particular one. This particular mm-hmm. one, as you know, I was working with two other actors that are, were trained in improv. They were also, you know, giving and taking. And we were, it, it really worked. It wasn't yeah. just me. I'm only as good as them. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, right. You they were, play off of the way stuff. they played off of me, you know, I, my, they allowed me to be the broad cable guy, Jim Carrey type character in the yeah. John King, um, planes, trains, and automobiles. And the what about Bob, you know, yeah. like, 
kind of like morphing all that together, but it doesn't work without the straight couple, the straight, you know, they're playing the whole the smaller and looking around, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. awkwardness. <laughs> so really, uh, and that is, you know, first of all, that's them being trained as well and being veterans of what they do, but also it's all about anyone can do that as long as you're in a safe space. And I hate to use that woke word of a safe space, but in, it really was created in improv and fear yeah. and act, yeah. you know, anything can go here. You know, you, we don't want to be judged. So we want to be able to just give everything and relax and really, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but one thing that I've developed on these uh, independent films where I'm the ones that are scripted and I'll give you a case in point. If anyone's seen bloody summer camp, there's a movie called bloody summer camp where I improvised every line that came out of me was improvised. Uh, there was a script and I was working with very new uh, neophyte actors, green, as I would say, and I'm not going to call amateur actors, but just, uh, uh, it, they just didn't have, they weren't, they weren't like veteran. Like, yeah. Right. And so they were, they did come up going, Oh, we hear your improv and I, we're really nervous about it. And I don't know what to do. And I said, don't worry about it. you do your lines. And I sort of on that set, I developed something now I do on every show is uh, I tell the other actors, I go, I'm going to give you your cue line, you know, mm -hmm. that you're, yeah. uh, I'm going to just vamp in between. Yeah. And when, when I'm done doing my thing, I'm going to land and give you your line. So you don't have to worry about, I don't know when to come in. You know what I'm saying? Right. And out really well because it's like all of a sudden they're comfortable going oh he said the line i'm waiting to say my line you know but right. it also gives me space to just ramble and let the editor because the other thing about that is you said oh you guys did great you carried the thing uh, movies are made in editing yeah so what Bob and randy did uh, i was very pleased with because there is a major talent in being able to take five takes of dave sheridan diarying out, out, out the mouth and finding a way to cut it you know and yeah. luckily with the found footage you can do the jump cuts and stuff like that without right. the you know in other films we have to rely on coverage to cover up where the edits are and stuff like that and uh i i was told by one editor a long time ago he's like you're you're very accessible to edit with your improv because you give some space with your lines you know with your yeah. words yeah, because you do can't be like, what about and like, there, there needs to be some sort of like, you know, diction yeah. to it. Well, and with the editing, though, especially with found footage, it is kind of played out in a way where there are longer takes and and stuff like that. So it is about pacing, and that's why you and Vernon in particular, with with your roles, I mean, his his he made really creepy, and when you were right. telling that story, yeah. yeah and it, it, you were telling that story about the family and 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 how you're you're kind of slowly divulging that information. I thought everything was balanced so perfectly. Like everybody knows that you can do the comedy, but there were moments where I was like, "That was pretty fucking creepy." And especially with the found footage template, I do feel like that's if you're not a good actor, that's gonna show. And and we've seen it time and time again in found footage movies well, where the VHS ninety nine like was not well, that impressed with. You well, know, I, and I did I I did I would prefer that this movie is in my top ten horror Christmas movies. I loved it, it so yeah, much. Yeah, we watched it twice. We <laughs> watched it a couple times, and it is now <laughs> going to become a staple because first of all, we just watched Santa's <laughs> sleigh as well, and that there's 
only so many Christmas horror movies, yeah. but this one was done in such a way where, again, with the creepiness and with the comedy, I think it was seriously one it, of like, the it, perfect one. It's blend. minimal, but so effective because yeah. it has so many different stories. There's a little bit of something for everybody in each story. Right. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I, I agree that, they're, that the topics of the anthology have a, a, enough variation. Yes. You know? Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, What's interesting about... Um, Paranormal Perry's sort of story that yeah. unfolds since it starts with them and then he enters and then you don't it's almost like we you don't you're not realizing it's really his story you know yeah, what I mean right, but, right. it is their story but they're actually just got oh boy like wrong place wrong time yep. you know that couple you know what I mean right. uh, but the um, the funny thing about the improv was there's there was like it's a two sword thing. There was no story. There was no character of Perry. I had to make it all up. And uh, we were writing it as we were going. As we, like, for instance, when I stepped on that stuff, on the, I trampled all over the <laughs> ornaments that were already, yeah. already broken. And then it was like, that was my grandmother's or whatever, right? You know, uh, that's when, you know, in between takes, I was like, oh, I, Perry, I go, that would be great that he, tries to tape that back together. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you actually tape it yourself? Yeah. I, I you, just, yeah. You know, we were doing touch-ups after lunch, and I go, oh, I have an idea. Do you have any – does anyone have any – and the, the reason why it was, like, so really poorly put together was because it wasn't something that was planned, so there was no super glue or anything. Right. And we tried to use um, spirit gum or some sort of – makeup glue and it was it wasn't drying or curing and then i had like a hair dryer on it and then i decided okay just like let's just tape it so and i realized in doing because originally i was like oh let me put it back together but i was actually just going to put it back together with maybe you know as as best i could who <laughs> wasn't working in the tape and i'm i was like fuck it i'm just gonna make the worst ugliest craziest thing which i <laughs> Again, just automatically makes it funny. Like I put it back together for you, and it's just retardedly. <laughs> no, you were no. My, my favorite line of the yes. movie is you're like, you say you're like I didn't know what it looked like anyway, so I took artistic liberties. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I go. Well, screw it. Perry doesn't know what he's putting back together. It, it'd just be great, you know. He I dug love it, it. Out. I love it. And it's creepy that he dug it out of the garbage, you know, in the middle of the night, like I dug that out of the garbage right. last night. Right. <laughs> Just the, that and the fact that he walked there. I told her what it's like my favorite line of the fucking year where you're coming through the back slider and you pull the bag up. And your front door was locked. And you just whip yeah. it up. Like, it's just fucking hilarious. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just it's one of Can those I, things where everything to me was fucking hilarious. It just hit. Well, and that's sort of the magic of that storyline and stuff like that or how it, the improv was. They didn't have a vehicle for me. Right. right. And um. And I had a Prius and they're like, yeah, that, that would, we want it like a Ghostbusters kind of thing. So, right. you know, the, so Rob, the director was like, let's just, let's make it where you walked there. <laughs> right. So that was early on right there at the door when I said, you know, like, oh yeah, I walked here and you know, my yeah. car's not far, whatever. But then when I go to that, that's when I decided to create the story on the, uh, with the, why I was like drawn to that thing. Like this reminds me of my childhood and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's, that whole story of the car wreck and the other stuff like then it it came for me walking going like well why what is this about yeah like there 
he's playing, you know, it's like, well, yeah, I have a car, you know, I, I live in it. No, I don't, et cetera, et cetera. But he does, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> he doesn't drive, but why didn't he drive? And I said, well, let me go to the darkest, craziest reason why and try it in the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah. it, that wouldn't have come about if we even had the idea that Perry walked there, which was really came about because there was no car or vehicle right. for me to establish and show up. So Rob was like, just say you walk there, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. <laughs> So like that, that's the fun stuff of like with, in this particular case, I, I it's very unique for me because in the improv was like, we're constructing character and story, right. but really there's no doubt that I'm, I'm, my favorite stuff is just the jokes that I'm tossing yeah. in and they're really an A and B, like you've got the, okay. Uh, they were hitting for sure. <laughs> but you've got the backstory with the car and killing the family or putting the grandma's thing back together, which yeah. is these character nuances that's building like this heart and the soul of the thing. Yeah. But got like me reaching in my thing for the nuts, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, and then I pull out nuts, you know, to eat nuts, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and again, like I was, you know, there's craft service and they had like that planter's little trail mix. And I was like, oh, uh, I put it in my pocket, I was eating and shooting. And then I realized I just went for it. I was just like, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now, um, the big prop of your scene was the wind-up Santa. Did that thing yeah. freak you out at all? Yeah, it did. And, and I'll <laughs> tell you why, because there was, we played back the, the thing the night before in the tape, and I'm like, hey, where's that music coming from? Oh, mm -hmm. that's from this thing, right? Oh, I thought that was the music you guys were playing. So that was in the video that we watched, but I actually asked Dave as the actor on set did not know that the <laughs> actual thing did was a wind up and made music. So when I picked it up, it was just sitting there still the way that uh, decoration worked was if you wind it up, it spins around and plays like a little, the, 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 the song, you know what I mean? I forget what those things are called, like the little wind up things, but yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. like animal. It hits the pins like ding dong, ding dong. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't know that. And it was also at a point where it was unwound because of the weight where it wasn't moving or playing anymore. But when I picked it up, then the bass did start to move and started playing. And it actually shocked me. You know, I, I, I was like, oh my God. And it actually was so creepy. Uh, and I knew I was going into like a story. So I just immediately just said i'm going to keep that going so then i was just turning the bass slowly and awkwardly you know like at bottom to make it go like bing, bang, bang, bing. <laughs> just discovered it made i didn't know it really made noise so that's like again those like bob ross happy accidents yeah you know? right there are great happy accidents in that in this film which is pretty cool so. right now did filming it get you into the holiday spirit like, did it feel like Christmas on set? <laughs> it's like, no. no, it was in California in, in the summer. <laughs> it was like the first week of July or the second week of June or something like that. All sweaty and, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> How long were you on set for? One day. That was one oh, day. Was oh, oh one, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's awesome. amazing. And it's the longest and segment up there, too. I live in my car came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it, we shot Sacramento and yeah. I was in south, just south of Los Angeles. I'm, act, I'm actually seven. I was seven hours from Sacramento. But, you know, California and the whole the, what they you, if you know, if you don't know California about 
rush hour traffic, yep. it's a bumper even on like eight lanes of highway. And mm-hmm. nowadays it's like, it's going the opposite. It's not the Andy Warhol thing where it's, everyone's going to have 15 minutes of traffic. You know, it's, it's right. like it, now rush hour starts at like 2 PM and ends at eight. It's not, you know, there it's all day. Uh, so I was like, Oh, I don't want to get stuck. I, I wanted to wait for that to pass. Right. So I decided at nine, I go, I'm going to leave at 9 PM, uh, which, which, and I'm, perennially like a procrastinator and a little late which i'm shocking i've been on this these calls both times uh, <laughs> uh but the um i decided i left at 10 p.m and they got me a hotel room so i knew where i was going for the hotel room but i didn't get to the hotel till 3 p.m or 3 a.m we were shooting at like 8 a.m i need i needed oh, to get heaven to make the 8 a.m call right i up at that hotel at, it was like a holiday and express there was no one at the front desk. The hotel's shut. The only way at that time, after midnight or after 11, you could only get in if you have a key card. But I'm not even in. You're not in yet, yeah. And there's no one there. And I was like, oh, my oh, God. Shit. What the? And, and then I did text Rob. And he's sound asleep. I go, I go I'm go, i locked out. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, and I swear, part of me was, you know, after driving seven hours, if anyone's driven straight, yeah. I stopped for gas, but if you, you once you start getting into driving, you're like, ah, I, I go another twenty hours. Yep. So I was this close to going, fuck this. I'm turning. <laughs> I'm going. I, you know, because I was so irritable, and I was like, right. I'd rather drive. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. That I probably would have fell asleep and you know been done. So, uh, <laughs> but, so instead, I slept in the car. You know, I slept in the car and. Um, I got up around, I slept for like three hours. You know, you're not going to sleep that comfortable. And I went there. So I was like very short on sleep. But also I did, that's where the whole car thing came from. Because it was like, oh man, I I live in my car. That's perfect. That's perfect. Now there's a scene, I don't want to give too much away. There's a scene with a candy cane. And I don't want to elaborate on it too much. But uh, how did that come about? Whose idea was that? Which are you talking about the, the candy canes? A yes. lot of yeah. them? Yeah. Yes. That, that was that was already that was definitely scripted and planned. They, the yeah. kid Yeah. There were the, the things that were sort of shot that were filmic in a sense of you have to plan, you know, yeah. they're set up and they're we had a makeup artist and doing stuff and you yeah. know, so that, that was always in the ending, you know what I mean? Like the right. seance. The seance was always in the ending. You said it was my first, what was the line? My first, my first Miss Seance, I think, right? <laughs> Something, no, it was, it was, you used like, you like made up your own term. Christmas, <laughs> oh, what was it? I can't, but you like made up your own term for the term of the Christmas seance. My I own first Christmas. So I can't remember, but it was funny. You made up your own I term. I would tell you this, on the improv side of things, the the hardest thing I, the the biggest hurdle to get over was, I don't watch those ghost hunting shows. I don't right. watch, you know, these paranormal reality shows and stuff like that. And I, I think the last time I saw Ghostbusters was in 1983 or whenever it came out. So, and I love that. It's a great film, but it's just not, I don't know. It's something I just haven't gone back to revisit. And uh, so the terminology, <laughs> all the, you know, the, the, the sort of, I know that in these TV shows and the people that are paranormal you know, investigators do have certain types of equipment and they have names for it. I didn't know any of that. And I go, <laughs> you know, and again, it was perfect because I'm like, well, we're going to, we want them to think like 
this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's complete bullshit. Or who the fuck is he? We called Mitch. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like so. And that was my thing. It was like, I don't know anything about this. And I go, why would they hire me? You know, like, like what if I show up and I'm this much of like, this guy's crazy. Then it was, I thought that that's what we came up with. No, they, they wanted to hire someone else. And he farmed me out because he's on Christmas vacation, you know, and yeah. I'm, only loser of it all on Christmas because why? Because I don't have any family. You know what I mean? So it is right. sort of like played into the, but a lot of that came from the fact that, man, I don't know what I'm doing and, and we've got to be funny and it's going to be clear. I, I'm going to be an idiot. So then why would they hire me? Well, they didn't, they hired Mitch and I showed up, but the, the terminology, and we didn't do too much of it, but it was when I was setting all the equipment up, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think I said something like, uh, we're going to put one image capture device here, another image, and it's a cam, you know, they're handy cams, but I'm right. calling it capture device. Uh, but Rob and Randy did a good thing when I watched it, all the like the writing on the camera, it says like image capture device, number one. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Like they, you know, they took what I said as this thing that was a little odd and funny, but then they, they accentuated it by putting image capture device one. Image. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm not staying here. This place might be haunted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I think we definitely need, uh, I think Randy mentioned that you guys are, do you have um, like Christmas sweaters or do you know the name of their production company? Because I'm on my phone. And Is I, it I, Wolfcat Films? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you go to their either their website uh, or their Instagram, I'm sure there's a link to go to a store mm -hmm. where you can get it, it, there's it's <laughs> there's paranormal ugly Christmas sweaters and T-shirts. Yeah, need one. <laughs> I'm gonna order. I'm, I'm definitely gonna get one for myself. You need to. <laughs> and um, they also have Christmas ornaments. They have clear Christmas trees with him on it. And I was oh, like, oh, right. I, yeah. So, I love um, that. Yeah, I we're, want we're, one for think, Christmas, baby. That's uh, all I want. Okay, well, you're getting one. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, you can sing. <laughs> um, all right. So I ask everybody that comes on Skip to the Loo um, to it doesn't have to be a horror movie, um, but just recommend. I ask everybody to recommend me a movie. So something that can be personal to you, something you think I might not have seen, but I ask everybody to recommend me a movie. Uh, I, okay. So are you? You guys are horror fans because I can see the screen three. What yeah. is that? What's that other picture right there? Is that Ghostface doing? Something? Yes, yeah, that's, um, I it's a comic book Ghostface. And then Scream Four is right here. I need the two, the first two screams, and yeah, we're we're a little obsessed. Wait, hey, when I um, when we when we get on and we do that, that's awesome, dude. Oh, I like that. I I want I I need to get that because <laughs> you know I'm Ghostface. I'm technically yes. Ghostface. Or when I when, whenever I meet Ari Lehman, who's like, hey, Ari Lehman, first Jason. You know, yes. first, <laughs> when, I, when I met him, hey, Dave Sheridan, fourth ghost face, first goofy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, first goofy, you know. I love that. Ghost face. I know people think, oh man, he um it's a spoof, but I'm like 26 and oh, I'm the only ghost right. face that you know what I mean? Well, uh, and and, Dave, and I, here's what I'll say. People on that guy. No? So yeah, well, and here's the thing too. You are literally now a pop culture icon because when you talk to certain people that aren't movie fans, really, everybody knows that character. There's just certain movies. There's 
like yeah. like Austin Powers. There's right. people that I I work with literally all day, just lines from your fucking character, and they don't, and they've never even seen Scream before. So like, right. that's how crazy it is. It's just embedded in pop culture, and I, that's why like we were so excited. Yeah. We were like. Man, yeah. we, we grew up with this character, but to see you in all the other roles too, man, you you really are great at what you do, yeah. and we truly appreciate what you do as well. And for being here, we appreciate your time. Okay, we come back on for the Dave Sheridan thing. Yes. Uh, not only show <laughs> you those the, the VHS tapes. Of yes, stuff. But I was able to keep uh, two. I, I kept two ghost face masks. I kept my hero one, and I kept the the was up one with the tongue. So I'll, I'll <laughs> yes, um, wow. Because it's pretty cool. Because a lot of people don't know that the the most unique thing about my hero ghost face mask is that my mouth is cloth, which is why it has a different shape. Because originally it was shaped longer, like scare, like scream, right? Ghost face, but they couldn't hear me because I did the voice again. We improvise, so I did the voice live. We did it live. The Keenan, the director, and the sound guy and stuff. It was muffled, and they couldn't hear me. And there was no way to mic me up in there. So yeah. what happened? What, 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 why don't you just cut the mouth out and put a black fabric there? And they're like, all right, we'll do that. And then next thing you know, um, so, it, you know, it, that's basically it. It's, it, it changed the shape of the mouth because then I, when I, I, when you lose what's holding that soft foam latex yeah. together and yeah. then you, you lose it, then it, it, it droops in the fabric. And then I tie it really tight. Because I was doing all a lot of the stunts and stuff. I didn't do all of them, but I did. You That's know, awesome. There was two that I didn't basically was running from the piano and getting kicked out the window. Those so the you're literally that... in the costume the entire almost I the entire that. time. Yeah. yeah. So you're the one you were actually hiding behind the couch in the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, and that again is all improvised. Like the going under the carpet is like I made that up. You know, it's like you know well, they just shit. have like do something, hide around the thing. I'm like, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing that is the coolest fucking thing i've heard ever <laughs> and i the robe too i got to keep a robe and the gloves and i kept the knife um but i realized um and i the, and i kept the stuff that i shot with last because it was like i'm not giving it back i left yeah. you know yeah uh, it, i didn't steal it i did uh get it um i did ask for permission mm -hmm. after the fact they have it <laughs> you know, like, yeah. get back on I keep it you know like uh, <laughs> i traded out my rap I, I recently did like a convention with john abrams played bobby and lachlan monroe and john's like, <laughs> yeah and, and 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 they said uh, they, they sent me a photo and they said let's all wear our rap jackets which are these like letterman jackets with like the scary movie mask on the back yes. and stuff like that. and uh i was like I, and it's been 23 years ago wait i don't have that jacket i never got that jacket and that's what i remember that's what I did with the producers. I said, hey, instead of giving me that jacket, because they, they came around and asked what size. And I go, what, what's it for? Oh, these jackets. And I was like, mm, hey, what if I don't get that jacket? Can I just keep the ghost face stuff? And he goes, let me go talk to someone. And uh, he came back and it, I think he was the producer. And he was like, we could save $250. <laughs> and they're like, let him keep it, right? Yes. <laughs> But the only thing I didn't know was I was going to be an indentured server for about two years because the Weinsteins knew that I had the stuff. And uh, Harvey and Bob's 
assistant. They wouldn't call me, but Harvey and Bob's assistant would go, can you do a little video as Ghostface for his, for his nephew's bar mitzvah? Hey, they're doing a fundraiser at school. Can you do a little Ghostface? I was like, I'm doing like family videos for the Weinsteins and the Ghostface because they knew I had it. And I was like, I got it. I'm not picking up the phone anymore. <laughs> for Shakespeare in Love too. He's not picking up. It's like, we brought Dave. Like, maybe bunch of roles you know or a bunch of meetings in hotels who knows who knows <laughs> <laughs> wear the face robe at the chateau marmont room <laughs> the holiday <laughs> express I mean, harvey's gonna come out of the shower and you're hiding behind the couch you don't mind it oh, something you never want to hear right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow now it's it's crazy what happened with that franchise because obviously you know the first well the, the second one as well but those are really horror based and then it obviously got away from it and stuff like that. Yeah. yes um where do you go you where do you go i mean keenan that's keenan only was involved in i too you know yeah. i you know and then and and there also was the discrepancy of money and ownership and like getting right. their reward yeah. the weigh-ins which you know it's it's sort of like we got to get we want our pay you know we yeah. want to be paid for worth this thing made 150 million dollars like in the box office right and uh so and i think it was like a billion world it's it's over a billion now you yeah. know the whole franchise itself is actually because there's six of them you know six movies or something yeah. and, but even he said one of the keys to spoofs like you know is you have to have the subject matter has to be deep enough <laughs> right. and understood enough by the jokes. The people have to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like right now, the Marvel Universe could do a spoof movie of the Marvel Universe, Avengers, right? right. The only reason that one's not done is, again, going back to Keen, is like, you'll never see those because you have to make it look like the movies. Right, right. Good. And we're talking $300 million movies that if you try to make an Avengers spoof, it'll look so cheap that it's not worth doing. You know True. what I mean? True. So that's why horror is perfect uh, because it, it already has a lower budget and it's accessible to be able to shoot a spoof that looks primarily. And that's why we, you know, we went and did Haunted House 1 and 2, Martin yes. and I. And it, those movies are all improvised. We improvised those movies. Um, there was never a script for those movies. There was a scriptment, you know, but... And with no. that, uh, if I... Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't watch any of the Paranormal Activity movies before doing those as well, correct? No. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, see, It's kind of funny because the first one, I am like the... In the second one, I'm the ghoul from Sinister. Yeah, uh, but in yeah. the first, it's myself and Dave Keckner as ghosts. We're the ghost guys, but we're yeah. really security camera guys. And then we get the idea to be ghost guys when we get in there. You know, like, hey, we're the ghost guys now. Like, what? Like, you know, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, would you ever play the character again? Which one? Doofy? Yeah. Which, yeah. Well, people ask me that. Actually, the you know, you guys were set up through October Coast, uh, mm -hmm. the PR company. And Clint, the guy that runs that, he has a podcast. Mm -hmm. and, and he's out of Australia. And he randomly asked, like, hey, if you were to do a sequel um, with Doofy, what would it be? And I never thought about it. And I was like, huh. And I just kind of rambled off top of my head, like this is what the story would be. And he took, because he's a PR guy, he was able to take the transcription and he also made, it was on Bloody Disgusting as an article. So it looked like an interview, but oh, no. the article said, 
Dave Sheridan uh, reveals his his longtime passion project of of doing a doofy sequel. And I was like, a passion project? I just picked up on the spot. Like, and it was like, and I was like, oh God. But I went down to the comments and people were like, oh, he's got to make this. So it's like, but the, the problem with it is that would be something I'd have to write a script or get someone to write a script. And that would be something that'd have to be a money. And now you're you're also into who has the rights because right. see, when things got done, yeah. then everything got sold to Disney and then Disney kept certain things. And then they sold, uh, I'm pretty sure what I heard was Scary Movie, and those rights are sold to Saban. So I don't know what's going on. And Doofy technically can be, I probably can get away with doing Doofy um, because in my contract, I actually own the character because it was a pre-existing character called Chip. So what Miramax saw was I did two short films with this character, Chip, and they saw those if you were on VHS. Yep. Again, I'll show you that on the other oh, thing. Yeah. Yes. It was a movie. It was a it was an anthology of my shorts called Dave Sheridan's America Chameleon. And uh, it was just all the characters that I played in public and I improvised with real people. You know, I just like yeah. they didn't know on. It wasn't some of it was hidden camera, but I, a lot of it was unex, unexposed cameras, as we say in uh where I have the cameramen pull back. They're not just face and they're longer lens. So people don't really, and, and if I'm doing my thing, most people are focused on who's this crazy guy. So they saw Chip and they brought that to uh, the Weinstein. The, the, there was a guy named Peter Schwerin that worked at Dimension. He uh, he was given those tapes by Richard Linkletter and Mike Judge. He, they, he watched the movie and he, the American Chameleon and said, that's our doofy, this, uh, this chip character so they contacted me going would you be do you want to play chip as this character doofy we have for it's a spoof of screen i said absolutely and i read it and i saw that i was going to be represented as ghostface as the killer and i said i'll only do it if i can be inside the you know the ghostface right. yeah. and it, at the time it wasn't it wasn't because ghostface is what it is now right. it wasn't like I ghostface it wasn't like your chance to be michael myers or jason it wasn't that at all it was more like whoa he's gonna do a lot of funny stuff and I don't want to be represented like people going, oh, he wasn't that funny. And, and also, if you saw my early stuff, you would know like, oh, he has a lot of physical humor he can do. And you saw a little bit of that in um, in this Christmas tapes when yeah. I get in Lotus yeah. position and I, I, I lift myself off the ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, you know, and honestly, yeah. I couldn't get the reason I, I was like, I, I, I can't get my legs out of this because I was wearing like Timberland work boots. You know what I mean? It was like... <laughs> My yell was like stretched out for you know like three weeks after shooting that. <laughs> I love how he said Link later and Mike Judge like it was nothing, right? Like, oh, yeah. later much two guys. We'll, we'll get to that on the next one. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. You, you, you still have to recommend me a movie. Oh, okay. So since you're a horror person, yeah. and people always go, "What's your favorite horror movie?" Right. And it's not a slasher horror movie. It's not like a horror. It's not, but it's it's uh, it's more in the realm of like a. Uh, you know, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer kind of thing. Uh, yeah. it, it's a movie called Angst. Have you ever seen Angst? No. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, we covered it. And it's a, a foreign film. German. Yeah, German. German. Yep. And it's about a man who, um, it's really disturbing. Uh, yes. That that tunnel scene with the dog like had me. Oh, like, that one. I'm like, just as long as nothing happens to the dog, I'm fine. That like, would be, <laughs> holy it, shit. So I yeah. discovered that film um, 
more on the film study side because what that director did back then with full size 35 millimeter camera rigs, yep. he he built rigs that nowadays they got these things called um, movies, and now the cameras are so small. They've got the gyros and all this stuff where they can pass stuff through windows and stuff. But he was doing stuff where the guy was wearing this apparatus and stuff. Yes. But we're talking about a 50 pound, you know, 75 pound camera rig with all this stuff. That, but the, the, you know, the engineers in Germany. So he really, uh, that big claim to fame to that movie is the camera DP work yes. that, the, you know what I mean? And, and sort of like that big time directors were like, because, you know, the foreign DPs are, uh, you know, always like they, they just have a great eye for some reason. Um, right. So, but yeah, now you've already seen that one. You yeah, both we saw just watched it and recently. It I a, loved it. That was podcast uh, over the summer. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. We I ended up called the summer series. Yeah. It was all a bunch of podcasters. We all went at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I spent the weekend at my uh, these two buddies that I stay with when I'm in. Uh, Los Angeles proper because I live a couple I live at an hour and 45 minutes outside Los Angeles so when I go there and I'm having a shoot or I'm doing something I just go up there and spend the night but I was there for like the weekend and uh, we decided to do a marathon where that we left it on repeat and we said all night all day we're just going to watch that movie and and nobody can show and <laughs> it was pretty good because it was like <laughs> As you know, it was the ox, and it was like the tor- we were being tortured by the movie. Yes. It's like that's like reminding yes. me of like a Clockwork Orange, where somebody's just like right. Your yeah. eyes that's what that is. Torture, not polished movie. This is like the Clockwork Orange, Henry Portrait of the Serial Killer meets the grungy elements, right? right. You know, dirty film. So, right. yeah, Vampire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, now I have to I have to tell you another movie though. <laughs> It doesn't have to be horror. Right. Um, okay, American movie. Have you seen that one? I haven't. No. 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 My okay. wife just wrote that on a paper plate. <laughs> American. That's one of that. That one is, uh, yeah, it's, there's some great stuff in that. It's a, it's a documentary. Yeah. Uh, I think the director's name is Chris Moore, but I'm, I'm drawn blank. But American movie? Yes, I've heard uh, of it. For sure, it, but since it's since you're into horror, it's about a, a ultra low budget amateur horror movie director writer, yep. right? Yep. And it's and it's and it documents him attempting to make his movie Coven Three or something like that, and he already made you know and uh, and in like Milwaukee somewhere. And the interesting thing about it though is the the director Chris, uh, who made the documentary, was actually following three storylines. Of three different, he was making a documentary of three different people, uh, filmmakers. Yeah. Then, as he's doing it, he made an audible choice of this is no, this is the guy. This is. The guy. You, have you have to see it, but but <laughs> I, I kind of love your wife right now. I like the background though that the idea that like, you know, I worked, I did a documentary. Believe it or not, I did a ghost hunting documentary where I went into a haunted house with like, and the it, some really strange stuff happened. Hmm. Uh, and I, I don't want to get into it. I'm not, but the bottom line was like, at the end of the day, the director was like, you ruined my movie. You ruined my movie. And I was like, what you, it's a documentary. Like, and he goes, that wasn't what was supposed to happen. I was like, you, as a, as when you make a documentary, there, right. you don't have to reset. Right. Mind. You're, you're basically 
voyeuristic and you're covering the story like a news reporter basically yeah. you know and be non-objective and then try to put the best story together now in editing you could do creative editing to manipulate your story the way you want but he was taking that kind of michael moore michael moore aspect where it's like he's got an agenda and he's got a story and he's just going to shoot something and edit the way he wants it to be you know right. what i mean his right. story from day one like this yeah. is what i'm gonna go and uh that's not what this guy chris did he followed these three people and he saw that this guy was the guy and he was smart enough to go i'm taking this documentary where the documentary takes it which yeah. is guy these other two people no. And so then he blew that. It's really great, though. And it came out around the same time, uh, right when um, I was doing, you know, the, the scary movie and all yeah. the other stuff. Okay. And that's all I can get into. When we talk. I'll, when we, I'll tell you what, what, I'll make it our well, mission I, to watch it before we reconvene. Yeah, yeah, do that because I'll show you. Have you seen Ghost World? Yes, uh, I have not. Uh, That's with uh, Thora Birch, though, right? Yeah, Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson. I, I, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And that's like a sort of standout role. One of my standout movie roles is I, I play this character named Doug uh, with nunchucks and a mullet and mustache and stuff like that. And we'll get into that story, but that's where the Mike Judge Richard Linkletter. I'll come watch into that before as well. <laughs> and that's where the American movie comes into play because we were already making this movie with this character, Doug. And then American movie and and uh, and this guy Mark Borchard is Doug. He's the real Doug. Oh wow! My character. So perfect. All right. All right. So American movie and Ghost World. We will watch before. I've never uh, been so excited TV. to do homework. I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna watch American movie again. That you just uh, yeah. Thank you, dude. Um, I just have one more question for you. Um, pimp your stuff. Uh, what else do you have coming out that you'd like to promote? The biggest thing right now, and um, when will this be posted? Um, I'll probably post it in December, a little bit closer to the release date so that people- Okay, yeah. We're doing an Indiegogo called New Fears Eve. So yes. if you go to Go Go New Fears Eve, and um, that's something I'm going to be shooting in Kentucky, in Johnny Depp's hometown of Owen Burroughs, Kentucky. I'm told we're going to be shooting it. Once one of our shots is going to be at Johnny Depp's grandmother's her old oh, house shit. oh wow <laughs> that's amazing can't wait to take a crap on the toilet <laughs> Johnny Depp's or, toilet. or be the first one crap in the bed and go amber heard style <laughs> you heard that <laughs> heard that <laughs> so, basically uh that's the movie it's it's new fears eve and, it, and it's funny that i'm going from a christmas horror thing yeah. to now New Year's Eve, and I just my one friend is a florist who owns a floral shop, and I go, we got to do Valentine's Day. We got to yeah, come right. up with a floral thing. Let's figure it's it out. Go. It's St. Patty's after that. Cinco de Mayo, here we come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just got to work my way through regular calendar. Then I'm going to go to the Chinese and the astrological <laughs> and the Jewish calendar. You know what I mean? I'll be uh, <laughs> Yom Kippur. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us, Dave. <laughs> Everybody, please check out the Christmas tapes out on December 16th. It's I'm amazing. pretty sure that's the date, right? <laughs> December 16th. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much awesome. for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. We'll we'll chat again very soon. Bye. We will. Yep. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I'm Lacey Liu. And I'm Troy McClure. Uh, no, you're Dan Chase. Oh. <laughs> he gets confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everyone. Nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna
slash and gash. Got another hole in your spill blood on the walls and play tennis with your balls. If the phone rings, don't answer the call. I'm gonna slit your throat. Fuck you like a goat. Peel your foreskin off and make a winner from a deadly surprise. I scoop out both of your eyes. Scrape the meat off your thighs. Leave your caucus for flies. Cause everyone who meets up with me in the end eventually dies. Last thing you see, I hang it from a tree. Scare the shit out of you, then watch your pee. I'm the badass. Even thrice, shoes in your liver, make your quiver, deliver, yeah, that'd be nice, I dissect your heart, rip your entrails apart, hack off your head, and that's just a start, I put the scary, scary, hey, people do a doobie, make them pee pee up the place, when they see my ghosty face, you better keep alert or you'll be sleeping in the dirt, I got a PhD and I do use my cutlery, I make you kneel and squirt, turn you to a veal, you'll be sporting in your shorts, and then sporting crimson quartz, with my shiny butcher's cleaver Leave your cries in fear It's music to my ears I cut off Oscar Mayer's wiener Get in a bun Snap on some pickle relish And then we have the fun I'm the badass There ain't nobody And shove them up your butt I slit your ear to ear You know what? Then I slam a beer Soft your toes Jam them in your nose Cut your tongue out Feed it to a trout Fry them in the pan Shoot it out my can Aim it at your face Then you know your place I promise you pain I'm totally insane I promise you pain I'm totally insane I promise you pain I'm totally insane And let me tell you once again I'm the Insane. I promise you, man. I'm the badass killer. There ain't nobody. Killer.